Hi everyone, welcome to the Planet K2 Performance Fix podcast. Today I'm with um, two of our performance coaches. Um, so today I am with um, Chris Shambrook um, and Jim Constable. Chris and Jim, how are you both? Very well, good. thank you Adam. Yeah, good, thanks Adam. Good. Um, so today's podcast um, is quite timely um, in terms of everything that is going on in the world in relationship to um, the coronavirus. There is a lot of uncertainty, there's a lot of worry, um, hearing mixed messages in, in the media um, and there are a lot of people, you know, really worried about, you know, working from home, what am I going to do, how am I going to prepare, how am I going to be ready. Um, so I think for us it's really important that we potentially delve into that topic and provide our expertise and knowledge um, around supporting people. So before we begin, it's, it's just useful for us to to, to discuss, you know, Jim and, and, and Chris, you know, what are people telling us at the moment? What's going on? What are we hearing? Um, it'd be really great to get a, a sense check on that. I think, Adam, people are telling me that the things are feeling a bit different. They might not be using those words, but uh, people are talking about how, how different it is. They're also talking personally about their own concerns and concerns of the people that they know. So it, 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 it's, there's a link between it feels different and at the moment, that's that's causing a sensation of of discomfort. Um, sure. that, that's how I would characterise it. Okay. Yeah, similar, similar, Jim. I think it's it's interesting, Adam, because you, you you definitely I'm definitely getting a sense that uncertainty is huge, but in a couple of really compelling ways. One, sort of immediate, what's going to happen this week, today, tomorrow, next week. Um, and so there's uncertainty about being able to carry on as normal, but then there's bigger levels of uncertainty coming over that in terms of, well, actually, what are the implications for, you know, my my work, my job, my career beyond that as well? Because, you know, so there's kind of immediate stuff and future stuff and uncertainty combining from both of those angles as well. So it's, um, you know, that that's clear. But I'm also hearing some great stuff from people about actions that they're taking and how they're trying to get ahead of the curve on this stuff as well. So um, it's, it's, it's an interesting mixture and as an example of that i spoke to someone this morning who said that, that they're finding themselves oscillating between uh, f- feeling like things are quite normal and then suddenly can find themselves feeling very actually uh, almost panicky about things and, and they're finding themselves uh, back and forward on this very very broad spectrum right now and in terms of um, thinking about others, actually, before we look at ourselves, has there been anything that you've read that you know stood out for you? And thought, you know what, that's actually quite interesting in terms of how people are approaching stuff, how people are dealing it with it their, their own ways, in terms of that we can, um, you know, talk to others about really that just are important learnings. First thing that springs to my mind, Adam, is is about the information that you that you pay attention to, where you're getting your information from, and how much you trust it, and how much you use it. So, you know, I'm aware that you know when, when things are uncertain, how you how you communicate with others, but also the the information that you seek to gather um, will, will affect how you feel. And you know, our, our media has its own agenda as well um, in in terms of the information that it's putting out. And it it is a challenge sometimes to take in things that we're hearing and listening to, and and interpreting it in a way that is most helpful to us. So. It, yeah, it, it's probably linked to that information piece for me. Chris, what are your thoughts? Um, 
I, I think just really interesting reading some research-driven uh, stuff the other day, which was suggesting, you know, actually in terms of helping us all be in a good position to do the right thing and follow through on the right kind of actions, we cut, we need to communicate in a way that allows us to think about community and impact and our responsibility to others rather than, you know, initially having this sense of where we're going to want to look after ourselves. But so certainly in terms of, you know, helping people make the right decisions and do the right things, you know, what's the implications of us, you know, making selfish choices right now? What's, you know, that that is an important part of the picture to start saying, and here's an impact, you know, we could have, um, on other people if we don't get things right and if we do take the selfish point. So, you know, a really interesting article on pandemics and the psychology of uncertainty. That was, um, you know, there's some really interesting stuff coming out of that. Um, but, you know, maximise the human cost of selfishness and make that kind of really clear. Um, and then people will be willing to sort of forego personal prioritizations far more like in a, in a, you know far more consistently so uh, mm -hmm. yeah we have to think think about what we communicate and and you know the messages behind it mm -hmm. I, I completely agree and there was a last week of a very high profile sports coach asked a question about coronavirus by a journalist who was fairly pointed in saying why are you asking me that question you know I'm, not, I'm, I'm a sports coach who happens to be quite high profile I don't have expertise around this subject uh, you know wh wh why are you asking me because the risk is he says something which just becomes part of the rumor mill rather than being able to communicate something that's particularly helpful yeah and I actually remember seeing that as well in in, in the media I, I find it fascinating um, that there is so much stuff online at, at the moment um, and so many different social media um, places that we can get that information from um, and I think it's important that we are finding stuff that is providing us with evidence-based and you know scientific um, backing to, to what we are reading and what we are learning and putting into practice um, uh, I'm interested, when it comes to uncertainty, what would you say are some of the challenges that we, we start to see? Uh, certainly from, from my perspective, I, I think the challenges that we see straight away are that people want to carry on the same path of success that they were already on. So when we're talking about our kind of commercial customers, you know, targets have been set for the year and people really have to be very clear now that those targets are completely irrelevant, but most people want to kind of, you know, are, are fixed on, we have to deliver this. We, you know, this is the number we can't move from it. There's so much fixed thinking around targets. I, I see the biggest challenge is people sort of staying on that same path when actually they've got to totally change the path, change the destination. Um, and, you know, this is a time for flexibility of thinking, not rigidity of thinking. And the most important bit of that is, you know, what are the goals and what are the measures of success that we are starting with in mind? Because those have got to be ripped up and redefined. Jim, any thoughts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the, how Chris finished there with what, what what are the thoughts in our mind? I, I think the biggest challenge is that is our minds, you know, that that when things are uncertain, our minds start to work and, and, and they can work in different directions, some of them helpful and some of them very often less so. So people start playing out scenarios where 
you know, cliched, but they're, they're true. You know, I've been through some awful things in my life, some of which have actually happened. You know, people have started to envisage scenarios that it's not to say that there isn't a significant challenge, but but uh, you know, the mind starts to determine how you how you behave around these things. I think what's um, well, what would be interesting for for our listeners um, really is is our coaching approach to the, to the current situation. You know everything that we do within the the world of performance. Um, how how do you use or how do we use our typical coaching approach to to support people through this? You know these times of uncertainty. It's it's uh, probably you know part of our philosophy is look to become the common denominator. Uh, and the consistent factor in inconsistent circumstances. So, you know, that kind of part of our outlook anyway. So asking the same questions consistently to help you determine, you know, well, how, how do I bring the best version of me to this particular mix of situations that, you know, that that's part of what we do anyway. So, um, you know, I, I, I think that's important just from the outset is that we now just have an extreme set of circumstances where the rules of the game have changed enormously but we try and keep our sense of control by kind of knowing right we've got a process and approach to asking coaching questions here that can create some more certainty and can wrestle back some control can increase some confidence and and can kind of get us connected around a new challenge so there's there's a lot just generally around we don't have the answer, but we're going to work together with you to find an answer that will allow us to kind of, you know, steady the ship and, and, and get going again. So there's there's that general bit for me, which is which is important. And that's the first bit that comes to mind. What, what, what about for you, Jim? What comes to mind for you in terms of our typical coaching approach? Very similar, you know, linked directly to our heritage in the world of elite sport is we'd be asking people, what's your picture of success look like? taking on board what you said, Chris, about don't, don't be too fixed on, on what was the picture of success that you had three months ago because three months ago, coronavirus, we, we'd not heard of it. So the picture of success might need to change. But we also talk about what are the playing conditions? What what are the conditions in which you're trying to achieve that picture? And it's only when you've got your head around that that so that would be the first thing that uh, I, I would tend to talk to people about. You know, face the reality, um, and then you can start to prepare. Uh, it, it better than you were if you, if you didn't do that. Yeah, absolutely. Those those two bits together would be would be the you know the the constant starting point, weekly, daily, you know, kind of coaching conversations anyway. But then sort of applying it to this this context is 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 key for us as well, and that, and that helps people focusing on. You know, actually, I've got some skill and knowledge and some experience that is directly applicable to the success that we do now need to be pursuing in these conditions. You know, um, I haven't been in these exact conditions before, but I've got some skills and some knowledge and some experience that that I can apply, you know, and and, and are still relevant. And, 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 you know, and it also gives you the chance to work out what am I going to get the chance to add or test test out or strengthen further because of these situations. So, you know, a very practical you know, four simple questions: What success? What the, what are the conditions? What have you got? You can use already. What do you want to strengthen or add? And that, and those those things done repeatedly and with more intensity right now is probably important. Um, you know, and and I'm just wondering how that sounds 
for, for you, Adam, as well, from the kind of the more the mental health and the self-care perspective as well. You know, that's the kind of performance coaching approach and just wondering what that ticks off in your mind as well from, you know, the CBT work that you do and the, and the mental health work that you do. Sure. I, I think for, for me, what I'm finding at the moment is um, is a huge increase in, in, in anxiety and worry. And, and we know one thing that, that feeds um, anxiety itself is this intolerance of uncertainty. Um, mm. So in some ways, it's, it's getting people to, to learn how to tolerate um, it a bit, a bit more effectively. Um, for me, it is understanding the environment, understanding the context and, and different things that are going on. But also think about what personal resources you have available. Um, so if we look at the, the whole stress equation, which is that, that sort of imbalance between demands versus resources, you know, if the demand is changing, what do you do? What do you need to do there? Do you need to do anything in terms of upping your resources or your coping skills? Um, for me, that there's a lot of unhelpful behaviours that people are most probably starting to engage in, and there's some very simple things that we we could start doing putting into practice to to prevent that and one of those for instance is is checking um you know reduce the amount of time you check you know schedule a 10 minute checking period each day and, and that's it um so just some very simple reminders which are important for our overall mental health and, and go into self-care really adam what do you mean by checking sorry so a lot of people will be um, potentially looking at their phones regularly, monitoring what's going on, checking different places, um, trying to get as much research as they can um, to make sure that everything is okay. But the more you check, um, the more anxious you're just going to become. So it's trying to reduce that behavior of checking um, that information on social media, going onto websites, Googling stuff. Um, it's just not helpful in any shape or form. Yeah, yeah that, that that that's interesting as well. You know, that that gets me thinking about again some of the classic areas in psychology around locus of control. You know, do we feel that we control our destiny, or do we feel that you know destiny is controlling us, kind of thing? And you know, at the, at the moment now is a time to be really focusing in on all of those things that you know I can influence and that you know I can manage mm-hmm. and you know that I'm happening to the world rather than the world is happening to me but all of that checking behavior goes external locus of control I'm waiting to see what card I'm dealt next by the world I'm waiting to find out what's going to happen to me next they're kind of very you know they're they're disempowering of a terrible word but you know they take away that sense of power don't they in terms of you know what we want people to do is get back into right this is a time of uncertainty i'm going to get a really good amount of practice of, of finding out you know how i can manage myself in a very uncertain time i wouldn't choose to do it but while it's here i'm going to control how i use it kind of stuff i think mm-hmm. i think that stuff's interesting it makes me think too about what would be useful checking and, and, and there I'm starting to think about the people that I know and the people around me and the people that I know that it's helpful for me to talk to because they they either you know help me just apply common sense or or they help me keep things in perspective and that, that perspective thing I think is, is really useful. So mm-hmm. um, I'd be mindful about you know, who who was I who was I talking to amongst the people that I know and how helpful is it and, and if I know that there's a person I talk to who's particularly um, uh, for me, it would be someone who's particularly dramatic. Be mindful of my interactions with that person. Jim, we just lost you there. So we, we can, you said um, people are dramatic, but I didn't get the rest of that. So what did you say after dramatic? Or, or just just for, 
for me, people who are particularly dramatic or full of rumour. Oh, you know, the people who are saying, oh, I've heard this or I heard that or someone told me this. Sure. And I'd just be yeah, very mindful about either my interactions or what I take away. I think in the same way, Adam, as uh, I remember from a, a course a few years ago around nutrition, one of the things that was stressed was, you know, pay pay a lot of attention to what you're reading and hearing and, and, and even research articles, you know, who's, who's uh, commissioned them and who's done the research. Uh, the, the whole area of nutrition here, there was the encouragement to, to, to apply healthy levels of skepticism to that, then I think you can just do the same at the moment when you're, you're reading stuff on social media or whatever else. That would be one strategy, you know, that you could start to adopt. It, exactly. And I, I think finally to, to add as well as that, it, it's, it's reducing the amount of time we're talking about it. Um, I often find that, that people who are nervous and worried about it, they do want to talk about it more. But engaging in that process itself it is not necessarily helping you. So trying to restrict the amount of conversations you have with people around the topic, around the conversation is going to be more helpful than everyone you're speaking to. Can I bring it up? Can I ask questions? It again feeds into that worry, feeds into that anxiety. Um, so I think that's quite a useful thing of just saying, well, I'm going to have 10 minutes, 15 minutes each day or I will talk to someone about it, but that's it. Um, okay, brilliant. Um, I guess one thing which is, which keeps popping up in, in in the media, and it'd be really great to get both of your views. Is is really that uncertainty around? Well, I might have to be working from home. Um, often, when people talk to me about working from home, they, they they sort of think, "Well, how do you actually do it?" For us, it's very common. That's what we we tend to do. We're remote from that sense. Um, but from our, our our concepts, you know, around readiness, performance readiness, um, what would maybe be some of our tips and advice be for people? Um, who are potentially now starting to work from home or supporting people where that might actually become a common practice? Uh, I know Chris has been talking about this a lot this morning, so it would be interesting to listen to, to Chris on that. I have been talking a lot about it this morning, Jim, as well. So, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> quite, yeah, I, I, it, for, for us, this is a, you know, a, a development of a new skill set for people. So, you know, helping people be ready to perform in a slightly different way than they're used to. But very importantly, there'll be a lot of the ways in which you're performing that are still very known and consistent and familiar. So, yeah, th this for us is about carrying on working and doing the things that you need to do and that you're already good at doing, but in a new environment. So what are, the, what are the sources of strength? What are the sources of consistency that you can rely on that even though you're going to be working from home, they will still underpin your ability to make a strong contribution to your organization? So I, I think definitely that's a very important mindset to shift, shift from to the mindset of actually, you know, I'm going to be working from home. What's some of the, the, the specific readiness that I can focus on? What skills and knowledge do I need? What equipment do I need? But might but actually, what do I want to do in terms of just setting up a space and a, and a place for me to do that work that helps me have a I'm at work mindset? Um, and then the other thing I think is really important is making sure that this is a joint effort with the rest of the people in your business. So even though I go and work from home on my own, we are all going and working from home in order to connect together, support each other, keep the conversations going so that we, you know, we over emphasize the togetherness when we have been forced to be apart. So I think that those things are the, you know, some of the big levers to be focusing in on first. 
Yeah, and, and and even I think there's even a step before that for some people who are whose thoughts might go to, um, well, how could they they being my leaders or managers? How could they expect us to work from home when I'm not set up to do that? Um, I hope they've got a plan to make this work. And so I think there's a big mental piece that says to, to start with, look. Um, our leaders and managers are making a plan as we go along as well here. They've got some of the answers, but not all of them. And, and part of my job here is to make this work as best as I can from my position. So let me be curious about how well I can get my workspace set up at home mm-hmm. rather than having a sort of much more closed thinking that just says, this this is ridiculous, it can't work for me. And, th- and, then, and then you can start applying the things about how well set things up um, how well can i keep connected with my colleagues who are also working from home because we're all in this together yeah yeah that attitude choice is key so yeah no, yeah good shout and is um you know finally is, is there anything useful from specific you know psychology approaches which we think might we could recommend that people could start engaging into just you know help maybe minimize that worry or concern uh, c- certainly for me, Adam, if I look at some of the kind of rational emotive behavior therapy areas and you look at, you know, again, CBT as well and sort of thinking errors that might be associated with stuff, I think it's really important language wise here at the moment um, where people are thinking, right, you know, I must be really productive at home. I should be as effective at home as I am at work. I need to get this work done really effectively to show that, you know, show my value. Where there's the shoulds, must, needs and oughts in all of our sentences right now, that that's just not going to be helpful. You know, whereas the mindset of curiosity around, you know, I wonder how productive we can all be. I wonder what new things we're going to discover. You know, uh, I wonder if there's going to be some efficiencies that we'll find that we, we wouldn't have found otherwise. That the language that is much more open um, is very helpful. And that helps us move away from kind of, you know, some thinking errors around making things very black and white. It's either, you know, it's going to be a perfect work environment at home or it's not, or, you know, um, we're going to be amazing at this or we're going to be terrible. Um, that that kind of black and white thinking isn't helpful as well as catastrophizing, you know, and sort of painting worst case scenarios. Just being really mindful of language um, is, is, is very important right now as well. But, you know, I think you, you've probably got more in your toolkit from a CBT perspective than I would have as well. Jim, anything? Just about, I, I got thinking about personality and the part that it plays and um, it kind of linked to what Chris, Chris was saying there, but how, you know, some people might say, well, I, my, my personality doesn't suit working at home. My personality is much more lends itself to being in an office with other people. Well, I, you know, I think there's still lots that you can do if you if you are the sort of person who feels that you want to interact with people a lot. We have so much technology that allows us to do that if, if, if we choose to do it. So it's back to the opportunity that we talked about, the, start, the opportunity that it presents Mm-hmm. to interact in different ways that that still suit our, our particular preferences mm-hmm. um, yeah rather than like chris said going kind of all or nothing about it sure yeah. and i guess for me it would be taking each day as it comes um and in some ways applying a bit of mindfulness so staying very mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. focused on the, on the present moment in the here and now a lot of people will be experiencing a number of different worries and concerns, and that will be a very cognitive process in terms of the different thoughts going through their mind. They are simply just thoughts. Um, sometimes we will act on them in engaging in certain behaviors, but they usually become problematic once we start attaching a lot of time, meaning, and importance to them. Um, so being able to, to develop the skill of just allowing them to 
sort of float through your mind, not potentially attaching any of that meaning or importance to it, um, and being able to apply a bit of self-compassion, self-kindness to yourself is going to be um, really important. So for me, you know, being able to manage that cognitive process and also just staying in the here and now is, is going to be a very, very useful way to to manage some of that uncertainty. Um, yeah, absolutely. Can I, I'll jump in quickly, Adam, because sure. there, there are a couple of things there that, you know, for that right now thinking, but stay in the moment, yes. you know, what what is right now? What what what's the correct thing to focus on? But what's the immediate thing to focus on? That that's absolutely critical. And and you know actually, because our the uncertainty might be taking our minds to the future much more. Mm-hmm. Having that breathe, pause, come back to the here and now, and focus on what I'm in control of right now is is critical. Uh, and and also just you know, that the hundred percent mentality that we talk a lot about in our work, you know, you, you, you aren't going to feel as ready as you would do when you're, you know, in normal environment, but you will feel ready. So get a hundred percent out of, you know, the version of you are that, that you are of yourself at any, any particular time in the day, any particular day. So that right now and hundred percent mentality can really battle the desire for your brain to keep going into the future to seek answers that it can't actually get right now sure no most definitely that's really useful um jim and chris uh, i think we've we've most probably come to the end anything else you'd like to add just maybe a last point or Um, i was thinking adam earlier about the line i can't remember where it comes from people tend to confuse the unfamiliar careful that just because stuff is unfamiliar that you're not creating scenarios that are actually very unlikely to happen jim we we lost you again they said people tend to and then it cut out so i'm gonna ask you to repeat people tend to confuse the unfamiliar and the improbable Ah, okay so just because something feels unfamiliar doesn't mean that improbable things are are more likely to happen sure yeah i like that chris anything um I i think you know jim quoted mark twain earlier which is which is always good to get a mark twain quote in a podcast and i'm trying to think of some other ones that might be appropriate for him but he, we also kind of alluded to the um the stockdale paradox <clears throat> from uh uh jim collins's book good to great where you know the stockdale paradox goes along the lines of face the brutal reality of the situation that you're in whilst never losing faith that you'll triumph in the end um that that balanced thinking yeah it's 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 not ideal we wouldn't choose to have it it's you know it it could be pretty bad but if we do the right things we keep supporting each other we stay connected let's find out how well we can actually you know win win the long game as well so i I think you know that as a mindset is is very useful to create some balance and perspective that the word jim used earlier as well fantastic brilliant well um Jim and Chris, thank you both for your time. Um, it's been really useful to be able to explore and a very timely topic as well. So thank you both. Yeah, thanks. Thanks as well. Thank enjoyed it. Um, and thank you to all our listeners um, for being here. Um, and hopefully we, we will be back over the next um, few weeks with our next podcast.